This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. How do you fight fear? Well, you fight fear with facts and faith. That's how you fight fear. When the angels came to the shepherds there on the mountains of Galilee, there in, actually not the mountains of Galilee, but there above Bethlehem, they said to the shepherds, fear not. The angel that came to Mary, announcing that she was pregnant, said, fear not. In two dreams, God responded to Joseph, the surrogate father of Jesus, saying, Fear not. Fear not to do what I ask you to do. Fear not to walk through difficult circumstances. Fear not what you're seeing or what people are saying. But trust me, fear not, but walk in faith. Here are the facts, says God, from my viewpoint. Now, you trust me and walk in faith. I trust that you're doing that here as we are entering this season, remembering the birth of Christ, the Savior of the world, who came to save sinners from their sins, but also to restore the government of God on this planet. That's right, to restore the government of God on this planet. He was born to be king, as we learned several weeks ago or several days ago here on the program not only was he born to be king but he was born to be a governor that would rule his people israel and ultimately the world with righteousness and with truth right now in the interim we don't have such godly people leading and ruling and guiding the kings of the earth are raging against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let's tear their bands asunder. But God says, I'm going to have you in derision. I'm going to cause great consternation in your presence, all ye rulers of the earth who despise my presence and my plan and my purposes and my salvation, who have rejected my king, who have rejected my savior that I have sent early, saying, believe my voice, but you rejected him. And so you're going to get the consequences, your just deserts of your rejection. You will fear, but the people who trust me will not. Great fear is coming upon the earth. Jesus said during his ministry that the time is coming when uh, uh, people's hearts will fail them for fear for the things that are coming upon the earth. Are we in those times yet? You better believe it. We are in those times. How far into those times? I cannot tell you, but you know. All you have to do is see the facts. All you have to do is hear the voices. All you have to do is realize that the leaders of our world and of our United States of America are doing everything they can to drive the populace into unmitigated fear in order to bring them under unmitigated control. That's where we are. And today, we want to take a further look into the uh, facts 
as they relate to the COVID issue and the so-called vaccines. Before we get further, I want to uh, share with you two very short emails that I received this week. One says, as a frontline physician for 25 years, I just wanted to write to thank you so much for your extensive COVID coverage. This global wickedness that we are experiencing together is nefarious to the core and most certainly is end-time material for sure. I have treated several hundred COVID patients over these months and applaud your extensive knowledge of COVID and grasp of the different therapeutics and barriers to care that we deal with on the daily basis. I look forward to listening to your podcasts on the drive to work each day and would be praying for your minister, a ministry, uh, sincerely, uh, doctor. Then came this from a longtime veteran in the military service who said, your programs on the COVID pandemic are so informative and give me hope. I will not take the jab. I invoke my rights under Title VII to my federal employer. Most of my colleagues took the jab because they believe anything Dr. Fauci says or they're scared to lose their jobs. May you continue to be a beacon of light in an increasingly evil world. I am so grateful for those comments. You know, we receive almost no negative comments concerning our programs dealing with COVID, dealing with the so-called vaccines. And I think the reason is we're not here to hype something. We're not here to drive an agenda. We're here to present the facts. Not opinions, but facts. Not trumped up so-called facts based upon falsely manipulated statistics, but real facts. And when we have real facts, then we have something with which to fight fear. But it takes more than facts to fight fear in an environment like this. It takes faith. And if your faith is not strong, you will fail in the day of adversity. And this is the day of adversity. This is the season of adversity, and adversity is going to grow. Jesus said it was going to grow. The Apostle Paul warned about its growing. We know that these are the times. We know that this is the season. And indeed, whether you want to call it adversity or trouble or pressure or tribulation, it's all the same thing. It's all the same thing. Tribulation is not a magic word. It's merely the expression of increasing pressure. When Jesus said men's hearts would fail them for fear for the things that are coming upon the earth, he was talking about pressure, the adversity that would come upon the peoples of this planet, but particularly those who were his followers. That's why he said, he that endures to the end shall be saved. In this program, we want to encourage our listeners to endure faithfully, to keep the faith, so to speak, to walk by faith and not by sight, 
to walk with courage, to be strong and courageous, to not be full of fear, to not tremble in troubled times, but to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That's the message that the angel brought to the shepherds over Bethlehem, the message that the angel brought to Mary when advising her of her pregnancy with the Son of God that was brought to Joseph on two, if not three different occasions because God was calling him to do something extraordinary to obey his voice. God may be calling you in times like these to do something extraordinary if you'll walk with him by faith. We'll be right back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Why is White House advisor Dr. Anthony Fauci urging Americans to disinvite unvaccinated people from Christmas gatherings with their families as the Omicron COVID-19 variant spreads? When he well knows, he well knows that these so-called vaccines are not vaccines and that they were never intended to prevent the spread of a virus, nor were they intended to prevent you from catching the virus. He knows that. Why, then, does he persist in saying that you cannot have people into your home for Christmas, you can't have your family over if anybody is unvaccinated? Friends, I hate to put it so bluntly, But Dr. Fauci is a fraud. He's a fraud on the medical community. He is a fraud in the sense that he is perpetrating intentionally, perpetrating fear on the American populace, and then, by reason of what happens in America, on the worldwide populace, seducing them to render themselves completely compliant to a coming world government. That's what it's all about. Fear not, my friend. Fear not, Dr. Fauci. Fear not, Dr. Fauci. As further proof of what I've just said, fully vaxxed Senators Warren and Booker have now tested positive for COVID. They are fully vaxxed. Senators promoting Joe Biden and Dr. Fauci's regime, and yet their fully vaccination still has not prevented them from getting COVID. But that's not all. President Biden and his White House staff insisted as the COVID-19 vaccines were rolled out 
to the general population in early 2021 that the shots would provide full protection against infection and transmission. Against infection and transmission. They knew full well that even the promoters, the manufacturers of those jabs, did not make such claims. They're lying through their teeth, but for a purpose. They're not lying negligently. They're lying intentionally. They have a secondary agenda that they feel is ten times, a hundred times more important than your health or even the psychological welfare of the American people. But now Biden's chief spokeswoman, Jen Psaki, has been put in a very awkward position of being unable to deny to reporters that there is a COVID-19 outbreak in the White House, which supposedly is 99% vaccinated. Are you listening? This whole business of using, promoting the jab or the vaccine as something that will protect from spreading the virus or from being infected by it is a total fraud, a total misrepresentation. It is not negligently misrepresented. It is intentionally misrepresented because the facts are clear. These are not just breakthrough cases, friends. That's trying to put a spin, a nice phrase spin, on what should have been expected, and that is the virus will not be stopped by vaccines or by jabs. Will not. It must run its course. In the meantime, you do your best to stay healthy. In the meantime, you get good sleep. You take vitamin D. You take uh, zinc. You take vitamin C. You get some good fresh air and sunshine on your face. And avoid Fear that drives your emotions, changing your body chemistry and making you even more susceptible to receive and accept and be contaminated with the virus. Now, Dr. Peter McCullough, a medical scientist, well, well known is putting his reputation on the line. And he's warning Americans of the biggest public health crisis ever. He said it's led to numbers of de- large numbers of deaths, hospitalizations, and permanent disability. A lot of it has to do with censorship that has suppressed information for two years on safe and effective early treatment I don't want to go into the whole story here. I have a multi-page report from the interview with Dr. Peter McCullough, which I'd be happy to provide to you, but you can obtain it on the web if you would like. 
Now, how serious is this problem? How far is this going? Well, this is the latest. 48 people who were on board the Royal Caribbean Symphony of the Seas cruise ship have tested positive for COVID-19. Even though the Royal Caribbean requires everyone age 12 and older to show proof of vaccination in order to get on the ship. The cruise operator said Sunday that each person who tested positive for the virus immediately went into quarantine. They had all been vaccinated or jabbed. Yet they got the virus anyway and are spreading the virus anyway. Another factual proof that the jabs don't do what Dr. Fauci, the CDC, Joe Biden, and any others that are succumbing to their propaganda are saying. This might tell you a little bit how serious this has become. A lawsuit has now been filed accusing Big Pharma, Bill Gates, Dr. Fauci, UK officials of crimes against humanity filed in the International Court, the ICC, a group that includes former Pfizer Vice President Dr. Michael Yadin. Listen, are you listening? The group includes former Pfizer Vice President Dr. Michael Yadin. He was part of Pfizer, friends. He was a vice president of Pfizer. And he is joined with these others in filing a lawsuit with the International Criminal Court on behalf of U.K. citizens against Boris Johnson and U.K. officials against Bill and Melinda Gates, against chief executives of big pharma companies, against the World Economic Forum executive chairman Klaus Schwab, and others for crimes against humanity. So, on what basis is this being filed? The U.K. group, including an astrophysicist and a funeral director, additionally charged Dr. Anthony Fauci, Ted Rose, uh, uh, he's the head of the uh, uh, World Health Organization, June Rain, Chief Executive of Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency, Dr. Radiv Shah, President of the Rockefeller Foundation, Dr. Peter Dalzak, uh, uh, President of Echo Health Alliance, all as responsible for numerous violations of the Nuremberg Code, war crimes and crimes of aggression in the U.K. and other countries. This is what the lawsuit's about. In the group's complaint filed December 6th, they present evidence that COVID-19 vaccines are in fact 
experimental gene therapies, not vaccines, experimental gene therapies engineered with gain-of-function research from bat coronaviruses, arguing that these so-called vaccines have caused massive death and injury and that the U.K. government has failed to investigate such reported deaths and injuries. That COVID case and death numbers have been artificially inflated, just as we've been saying here on this program for two years, a year and a half. That face masks are harmful due to hypoxia, hypercapnia, and other causes, and that PCR tests are completely unreliable and contain carcinogenic ethylene oxide. Are you following? They further allege that effective treatments for COVID-19, such as hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, were suppressed, leading to a greater death toll from COVID-19 than what should have occurred. They make the case that the lockdowns were enacted under the pretext of artificially inflated infection and death numbers from an engineered virus as well as the experimental vaccines have resulted in massive short-term damage in health, a sharp uptick in child-line calls for vulnerable children during lockdowns, destruction of wealth in businesses through imposed lockdowns, severe deprivation of physical liberty and violation of fundamental rules of international law, including bans on travel and gatherings and forced quarantine and self-isolation. In addition, the applicants maintain that the suppression of safe and effective alternative treatments for COVID-19 amounts to murder and warrants a full investigation by the court. It goes on, but I'm not going to spend the time to go on in greater detail. You get the gist of it. This is not child's play, friends. Push is coming to shove. It's coming to shove from Joe Biden, from Klaus Schwab, heading up the World Economic Forum, who is pushing the COVID issue and the so-called vaccines for the purpose of ushering in the great reset and a new world order a new global government that's one push but now the push back is becoming stronger as you can see from this massive lawsuit that has been filed with the international criminal court Then, again, Archbishop Carlo Maria Vignano has delivered a message to the American people. Archbishop of the Roman Catholic Church, who has been willing to stand when no one else was willing to stand within the Roman Catholic uh, uh, regime, so to speak, He now is saying, 
many still have not understood the gravity of the looming threat. said, I was among the first to denounce this coup. He calls it a coup. And I was promptly singled out as a conspiracy theorist. Remember yesterday we talked about conspiracy theories, we talked about conspiracy, we talked about conniving, and all of those terms. There was a reason for that. Anybody who deals with facts and is connecting the dots to show where things are heading is now labeled a conspiracy theorist in order to shut them up. I hope you understand that. We'll be right back after this to talk more with Archbishop Carlo Faria Vignato. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, saveus.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, saveus.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at saveus.org. We're confronting the deepest issues of America's heart and home from God's eternal perspective here today on Viewpoint. You say, from God's eternal perspective, where is God in all of this? Well, God is still on the throne. In fact, he wants to be on the throne of your life and your heart. The question is whether you'll let him. That really is the issue. Or have you dethroned him? The only way that God can sit on the throne of your heart through Christ is if you let him. And that's where a lot of people run into problems. They just don't want much to let him rule and reign in their life. And yet we find that wonderful Christmas carol, joy to the world, the Lord has come, let earth receive her what? Her king. Let every heart prepare him room. Let heaven and nature sing. Let every heart prepare him room. It's another way of saying you have to allow Christ to rule on the throne of your heart. And the second verse goes on. Joy to the world, the Savior reigns. We hear also that he has come to establish his government upon the earth. Oh, we don't much like that, do we? We think that curtails our freedom. The problem is that we're losing our freedom because we refuse to allow God to have government in our lives, refuse to allow Christ to sit on the throne of our hearts, and therefore 
we yield to all of this chicanery that's coming down the pike, and we can't figure out what's going on. It's because we're yielding to the wrong thing. We're yielding to the spirit of fear rather than relying on genuine facts and living by faith. Interesting piece of information just came today. Almost $100 billion of COVID relief funds were stolen, according to the Secret Service. A hundred billion, that's with a B, dollars. And it's hit almost every state of the union. You wonder why we have financial problems? You wonder why there are no people out there willing to work? You wonder why small businesses are collapsing? Where'd the money go? This report, it'll get under your skin for sure. Subcutaneous vaccine passports. This report came just a few days ago. The vaccination certificate of the future will get under your skin, according to researchers at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. It contains quantum dots no larger than a few nanometers. You and I don't don't talk or think in terms of nanometers. Maybe centimeters, maybe millimeters even. But nanometers, it's invisible. But it's the future. The research was funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Notice, Bill and Melinda Gates are involved everywhere these nefarious deeds and agendas are being carried out. Everywhere. Whether it has to do with the expression of advance of abortion around the world. Report just came out for that. We're not going to talk about it here today, but it just came out today. Billions of dollars being funded to spread abortion around the world. Bill Gates has decreed that we need to reduce the population of the planet by two-thirds. Apparently, he has some sort of a killer instinct. But, of course, it's all for your good. That is, unless, of course, you're one of the two-thirds of the planet that doesn't manage to escape his clutch. And now funding the subcutaneous vaccine passports, which ultimately are designed not only to provide a vaccine, but are also designed and intended through his patent that was filed, what was it, March 20th, March 15th, I think it was, 2020, to merge the delivery of vaccine with the absolute control of all economic transactions in the world for every individual through a central government by use of these subcutaneous nano quantum dot devices. When the quantum dots are illuminated by UV light, an electron in the quantum dot can be excited to a state of higher energy 
Kevin McHugh, a member of the team that's developing all this, explained that the technique enabled the rapid inspection of vaccination history. Well, that's what they're saying, but that's just the beginning. So one has to ask, do these vaccine passports have anything to do with the book of Revelation and the infamous mark of the beast? If you want to find further information concerning all of this in detail far beyond what we can do here on this program, I urge you to get a copy of my book, Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. $22 will put it in your hands. It's a 450-page book full of annotations, uh, you will find that it is absolutely authoritative in the manner of which it is written. I trust that it will grab your heart. It will fill your mind with facts, but I trust that it will grab your heart to live by faith in ways that you have never contemplated to date. It's not just about information. It's about transformation in your life. Antichrist, how to identify the coming imposter. $22 on our website, saveus.org. That's saveus.org. Give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA. That's 1-800-SAVE-USA. Or write to us at Save America Ministries. P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. Okay, now, I want to spend the balance of our time focusing on, oh, before I do that, let me just share with this, a CNN medical analyst now has admitted that cloth masks are merely facial decorations. That's a quote. Offering advice on how to be safe for the holidays, a CNN medical analyst acknowledged that cloth masks offer virtually no protection against COVID-19, describing them as, quote, little more than facial decorations, unquote. Need we say more? Now, let's look at the bigger picture. We're going to look at the bigger picture through the eyes of Archbishop Carlo Maria Vignano, Roman Catholic Archbishop, who has come forward with a kind of holy boldness that we just can't seem to find generally in among Protestant pastors in America or Catholic priests, for that matter. Dear American people, dear friends, he writes, For two years now, a global coup has been carried out all over the world, planned for some time by an elite group of conspirators, enslaved to the interests of international high finance. This coup was made possible by an emergency pandemic 
It is based on the premise of a virus that has a mortality rate almost analogous to that of any other seasonal flu virus. On the delegitimization and prohibition of effective treatments and on the distribution of an experimental gene serum, which is obviously ineffective and which also clearly carries with it the danger of serious and even lethal side effects. We also know, we all know, how much the mainstream media has contributed to supporting the insane pandemic narrative, the interests that are at stake, and the goals of these groups of power, reducing the world population, making those who survive chronically ill, and imposing forms of control that violate the fundamental rights and natural liberties of citizens. And yet, two years after this grotesque farce started, which was claimed more victims than a war, and destroyed the social fabric, national economies, and the very foundations of the rule of law, nothing has changed in the policies of nations and their response to the so-called pandemic. Last year, when many still had not yet understood the gravity of the looming threat, I was among the first to denounce this coup and was promptly singled out as a conspiracy theorist. Today, more and more people are opening their eyes and beginning to understand that the emergency pandemic and the so-called ecological emergency are part of a criminal plan hatched by the World Economic Forum, the U.N., the World Health Organization, and a galaxy of organizations and foundations that are ideologically characterized as clearly anti-human, and this needs to be said very clearly, anti-Christian. I wish I could give Archbishop Carlo Maria Vagnano a big hug right now. One of the elements that unequivocally confirms the criminal nature of the Great Reset is the perfect synchrony with which all the different nations are acting, demonstrating the existence of a single script under a single direction. That's true. Oh, and we have much more. I hope you'll stay tuned, friends. This is very powerful stuff. We need to hear it. We'll be back. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by His Spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, Behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. As we wrap up this segment of the program here today on Viewpoint concerning the increasing fear that is being uh, catapulted upon the American people in the world through Omicron, which actually 
according to the facts and the experts out there, is really not all that serious. In fact, one leader, one doctor said, this may very well be the best Christmas present we could get. Because, he said, this Omicron variation, variant, may well bring us to the end. Which means the these global leaders will have nothing more to work with. So they have to seize this and do everything they can to manipulate it into a catastrophic orgy of fear on the world's people. And it's that to which Archbishop Carlo Maria Vignano speaks. I go on to share his words. One of the elements that unequivocally confirms the criminal nature of the Great Reset is the perfect synchrony with which all the different nations are acting, demonstrating the existence of a single script under a single direction. And it is disconcerting to see how the lack of treatment, the deliberately wrong treatment that had been given in order to cause more deaths, the decision to impose lockdowns and masks, the conspiratorial science about the adverse effects of the so-called vaccines that are not, in fact, vaccines but gene serums, and the continuous repetition of culpable errors have all been possible thanks to the complicity of those who govern and the institutions. Political and religious leaders, representatives of appeals, science and doctors, journalists, and those who work in the media have literally betrayed their people, their laws, their constitutions, and the most basic ethical principles. The electrical fraud of the 2020 presidential election against President Trump has shown itself to be an organic to this global operation because in order to impose illegitimate restrictions in violation of the principles of law, it was necessary to be able to make use of an American president who would support the psycho pandemic and support its narrative. The Democratic Party, part of the deep state, is carrying out its task as an accomplice of the system. Just as the deep church finds in Bergoglio its own propagandists. He's talking about the Pope, by the way. The recent rulings of the Supreme Court and the autonomous action of some American states, where the vaccination obligation has been declared unconstitutional, give us hope that this criminal plan can collapse and that those responsible will be identified and tried, both in America as well as in the whole world. But how was it possible to arrive at such betrayal? How have we come to be considered enemies of those who govern us, not in support of the common good, but rather to feed a hellish machine of death and slavery? The answer is now clear throughout the world. In the name of a perverted concept of freedom, we have progressively erased God from society and laws. We have denied that there is an eternal and transcendent principle, valid for all men of all times, to which the laws of states must conform. We have replaced this absolute principle with the arbitrariness of individuals with the principle that everyone is his own legislator. In the name of this insane so-called freedom, which is license and liberty, we have allowed the law of God and the law of nature to be violated, legitimizing the killing of children in the womb, even up to the very moment of birth, 
the killing of the sick and the elderly in hospital wards, the destruction of the natural family and of marriage. We have recognized rights to vice and sin, putting the deviations of individuals before the good of society. In short, we have subverted the entire moral order that constitutes the indispensable basis of the laws and social life of a people. These natural moral principles of the Greco-Roman world found their fulfillment in Christianity, which built Western civilization by giving them a supernatural impetus. Christianity is the strongest defense against injustice, the strongest garrison against the oppression of the powerful over the weak, the violent over the peaceful, and the wicked over the good, because Christian morality makes each of us accountable to God and our neighbor for our actions, both as citizens and as rulers. The Son of God, whose birth we will celebrate in a few days, became incarnate in time and in history in order to heal an ancient wound and to restore by grace the order broken by disobedience. His kingship was the generating principle of the uh, order of uh, Christianity that for two centuries now has been fiercely fought against by Freemasonry because the revolution it promotes is chaos. It is disorder. It is infernal rebellion against the divine order so as to impose Satan's tyranny. Now, as we see what is happening around us, we understand how mendacious were the promises of progress and freedom made by those who destroyed Christian society, and how deceptive was the prospect of a new Tower of Babel, built not only with regard for God, but even in direct opposition to him. The infernal challenge of the enemy is repeated over the centuries unchanged, but it is doomed to an inexorable failure. And behind this millennial conspiracy, the adversary is always the same, and the only thing that changes are the particular individuals who cooperate with him. So, dear American brothers and sisters, dear patriots, he says, this is a crucial moment for the future of the United States of America and of the whole of humanity. But the pandemic emergency, the farce of global warming, and the green economy and the economic crisis deliberately induced by the Great Reset, with the complicity of the deep state, are all only the consequence of a much more serious problem, and it is essential to understand it in depth if we want to defeat it. This problem is essentially moral. Indeed, it is religious. We must put God back in the first place, not only in our personal lives, but also in the life of our society. We must restore to our Lord Jesus Christ the crown that the revolution has torn from him. In order for this to happen, a true and profound conversion of individuals and of society is necessary. For it is absolutely impossible to hope for the end of this global tyranny if we continue to remove from the kingdom of Christ the nations that belong to him and must belong to him. For this reason, the movement to overturn Roe v. Wade also acquires a very important meaning, since the respect of the sacredness of unborn life must be sanctioned by positive law if it is to be a mirror of the eternal law. My appeal for an anti-globalist alliance, which I renew today, aims precisely to constitute a movement of moral and spiritual rebirth, which will inspire the civil, social, and political action of those who do not want to be enslaved as slaves to the New World Order a movement that at the national and local level will be able to find a way to oppose the Great Reset and that coordinates the denunciation of the coup that is currently in progress. Because in the awareness of our adversary is and what his aims and purposes are, we can disrupt this criminal action he intends to pursue and force him to retreat. This is 
the opposition to the pandemic farce and the vaccination obligation must be determined and courageous on the part of each of us. Yours must therefore be a work of truth. Bringing to light the lies and deceptions of the New World Order and their anti-human and anti-Christ matrix. And this, in this, it is mainly the laity and all people of goodwill, each of the professional and civil roles he holds, who must coordinate and organize together to make a firm but peaceful resistance so as not to legitimize its violent repression by those who today hold power. He goes on to say, be proud of your identity as American patriots and of the faith that must animate your life. Do not allow others to make you feel inferior just because you love your homeland, because you're honest at work, because you want to protect your family and raise your children with healthy values, because you respect the elderly, because you protect life from conception to its natural end. Do not be intimidated or seduced by those who propagate a dystopian world in which a faceless power imposes on you contempt for the law of God, presents sin and vice as licit and desirable, despises righteousness and morality, destroys the natural family, and promotes the worst perversions, plans the death of defenseless and weak creatures, and exploits humanity for its own profit or to preserve power. Then he goes on to speak to spiritual leaders. Be worthy heirs of the great Archbishop Fulton Sheen, and do not follow those of your pastors who have betrayed the mandate they have received from our Lord, who impose iniquitous orders on you, or who remain silent before the evidence of an unheard of crime against God and humanity. May this holy Christmas illuminate your minds and inflame your hearts before the infant king who lays in the manger, and just as the choirs of the angels and the homage of the Magi united with the simple adoration of the shepherds, so also do your commitment to the moral rebirth of the United States of America, one nation under God, will have the blessing of our Lord and will gather those who govern you around. Amen. May God bless you, and may God bless the United States of America. This is not an idolatrous statement to lift up a nation, friends. This is a recognition that this nation, like Abraham Lincoln said, is the last best hope of earth. It is not heaven, but it is the last best hope of earth. It is the last and only place today where there is a sincere and serious remnant of people who seriously do not want Jesus to remain as a babe in the manger, but are waiting for him to return as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. But in order for that to happen more broadly, there has got to be a major spiritual movement in our hearts and our lives of repentance. It has to begin with God's warmest audience. Not with them, not with the pagans, but with purported believers. The message of the gospel is return unto me, and I will return unto you. You may claim to be a Christian. You may claim to be this, that, or the other. But the question is, 
does your life reveal it? If you were to stand before a jury of your peers, would you be able to demonstrate and prove to them by clear and convincing evidence? that you are truly a follower of Jesus Christ. Going to church doesn't do it. Going to church doesn't do it. There's nothing wrong with going to church, but going to church can be just a form, just a ritual. doesn't necessarily have anything to do with your heart. You may go... Just to, uh, if you're young, you may go just to try to find, uh, be on a hunt for some mate. If you're older, you, maybe you're in business, you're looking to use church as a means to gain, uh, more clients. You have ulterior motives. The call here is for something profound. We've been talking about that for years and years and years here on this program. But the time has come. There's no more time to wait. Today, the greatest Christmas gift you could give to the Lord, to your family, to your marriage, to your congregation and to the nation would be profound repentance. That is what the Lord truly sees. And God will not despise such a sincere heart. He'll receive that gift. And let me tell you, the benefits will be amazing. Thanks for joining us here on Viewpoint today. I trust this has been helpful. Get a copy of the book, Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter, $22 on the website, saveus.org. Tell your friends, Romans and country, and about the program, friends. Get the message out. That's the best way to do it. Email them, call them, whatever you have to do. And uh, Lord bless you and keep you. Let's be serious before the Lord asking what he would have you to do and You've to be. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.